Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. The title of my podcast today, which I rarely announce during the podcast, is Of Course There's a Religious Test, and my unwritten subtitle is So Let's Make It a Good One. What am I talking about? Uh, in our American Constitution, we have in, uh, in Article 6, Clause 3, an absolute statement from our Founding Fathers, by the way, written before the uh, First Amendment uh, was written, so it's a, it's a very clear indication of what they intended religiously. Uh, it says, no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. No religious test. Now, I do need to say that we need to remember the way things were when the Constitution was uh, was ratified. The Constitu- U.S. Constitution were related to the federal government. It was, a, it was a, a hold on Congress and the federal government. It did not apply to the states until after the Civil War with the 14th Amendment. Um, and so the states at that time, at the time this language was written, did have religious tests. In fact, some states have uh, religious language um, as qualifications for candidates to this day. About seven states still have some sort of religious expectations uh, of their candidates, that they at least believe in God or they at least honor the Bible, that kind of thing. And you can, you can find all that on the Internet. Um, but after the 14th Amendment, uh, this clause, uh, the No Religious Test Clause, uh, became the law at every level of government. So our founding fathers intended that no religious test should ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. And I have to say, we absolutely endorse that. I mean, I mean, I, when I say we, I'm speaking pontifically for the entire of American society. We don't want narrow religious tests. We don't want someone to have to sign off because people will lie to us. And then every party that gets in power will change the religious test and so on and so on and so on. Uh, Martin Luther, the great reformer, said, I'd rather be uh, ruled by a wise Muslim than a foolish Christian. And of course, he was a Christian. And that's exactly what we want. We do not want to filter out wisdom, uh, whatever religious base it comes from in our country. So, but, but let's be clear, this language applies to official religious tests. And we are, again, I have to say we should be absolutely be in favor of this. We do not want our candidates to have to go somewhere and sign off on some religious statements um, again, because that's going to become a political football and, and, and be used uh, for destructive purposes. Now, what has happened recently in our discussion, and I've already mentioned this before, but I want to move on to something else uh, related to it, uh, is that we many people are saying that this language in the Constitution somehow rules the human mind at an individual level and should also keep us from what you might call informal religious tests. We absolutely believe there should be no official religious test, but many people, especially uh, you know folks who are secular, are saying, well, that should that that should govern our consciences. That language should govern our consciences, and we shouldn't be attempting any kind of informal religious test. And, and I, my response to that is, of course, there's going to be an informal religious test. You can't regulate that. You can't regulate thought. You can't keep a man. I mean, if a man is as silly as being anti-Jewish or anti-Catholic, you you can't keep him from voting that way. Of course, there are people on the left who are anti-evangelical. Of course. Of course, there are people on the right who are anti, uh, what, whatever you know. Uh, uh, let's say a gay interpretation of scripture, or let's say uh, uh, some are anti-Jews. I mean, there's probably KK. I mean, certainly there are KKK members involved in American politics. Of course, there are religious tests. 
you you I mean at an informal conscience level that is simply part of considering a candidate. I think we ought to just go ahead and accept that. We're not going to have official religious tests. There are always going to be informal religious tests. The problem for me is how uninformed most of our informal religious tests are. The problem for me is that we are a religiously ignorant people. This has been documented so many times, uh, it's not even funny. Um, and, and my concern is that while we know on the one hand that people will use religion as part of their evaluation of a candidate, that that will be a factor to them, and fine, that's, we, we can't stop it even if we wanted to, that the problem on the other hand is that most Americans are so ill-informed about religion that their judgments of a candidate religiously are, are, are silly. Um, and, and lead us into, in, into difficulty. And, and one that I've referenced many times and I won't go into in detail now is the charge to the tune of about 25% of American society that Barack Obama is a Muslim, which just is absolutely a distraction. Um, Boston University professor Stephen Prothero, who's a very good writer on the issue of religion, I, I, would, I would urge you to pay attention to what he does, simply says, we're a nation of religious illiterates. Uh, we have a lot of people who really love Jesus, but don't know much about him. We have a lot of people who believe and hope that the Bible is the word of God, but they really don't bother to read it. And he goes on to apply that same principle to other um, to other religions. The, the, the fact is, and I've, I've spoken to this before, but I want to make an application here. Um, Americans tend to be religiously ignorant. Why? Well, think about your own experience. The likelihood is you got through high school and maybe through college and never had a class that taught you the major religions of the world. Why? Uh, because, of course, many people conclude that's a violation of the Constitution, um, because we don't have much expertise in it, uh, because we have a cultural value that says don't talk about religion and politics in public. There are many different reasons that, that that's the case. But what it has produced is a religiously ignorant people. My favorite illustration is the day after 9-11, some thugs beat up some Sikhs on the streets of New York uh, uh, accusing them of being the followers of Osama bin Laden, two completely different religious systems. And a synagogue uh, got desecrated, as I've said before. Why? Because some idiots didn't know the difference between Muslims and Jews, for heaven's sakes. Um, but, but here, for example, are some of the conclusions from the religious uh, knowledge test that was discussed so much recently. Um, barely half of Protestants knew who Martin Luther was. Um, 45% of Catholics did not know that their church teaches that the bread and the wine consecrated in the Holy Communion are not mere symbols, but actually in their doctrine become uh, the body and blood of Christ. Uh, half of all Jews didn't know who Mammonides was, one of the most important rabbinical authorities. I could go on and on and on. Um, I, I've said before, I, I, I love this survey uh, that asked church-going people what the names of the four Gospels were, and about 17% said John, Paul, George, and Ringo, uh, the names of the four Beatles. Here's my point. There's going to be a religious test. There's going to be an informal religious test. You cannot keep yourself, quite frankly, or anyone else from at least considering the issue of religion when it comes to politics. So there's no reason to try to regulate it or even get upset about it. It will happen. You know full well in this upcoming presidential election, there are people who will oppose Obama because of his faith or lack thereof, uh, and there are people who will oppose Romney because of his faith or lack or variation thereof. That's not the issue. The issue is whether they are informed do they have any idea what Mormons believe? Do they have any idea what a um, religious left 
might be, um, or or of the fact that in the African American community you often have a theological conservative and a political liberal. Do they have any idea what a, what a Jew might believe? Uh, what did Joseph Lieberman believe when, when the press said he was an Orthodox Jew? What does that or conservative Jew? What does that mean? Um, Keith Ellison is in Congress. He's a Muslim. What does that mean? What do they believe? And the stats uh, repeatedly show that Americans have no idea. And while I love traveling the country, talking about faith and politics and our culture, our modern culture and the young and so on with people, I'm, re- I'm re- repeatedly aware of how little people know. They are sweet. They care about their country. They are patriotic. And they are, I have to say, ignorant. It's astonishing um, how many people just have no idea. It could be so easily taught in the schools. So what we need to do is not worry about whether there's going to be an informal religious test. There just is going to be in a huge number of people. What we should be paying attention to is how do we, in a non-biased, uh, non-preachy way, in- teach our people, uh, uh, in, in America meaning, uh, teach Americans, especially young Americans, about the great faiths of the world. Why in the world uh, wouldn't we do that? We are surprised, I think, to be living in as religiously infused an age as we are, But that doesn't change the fact uh, that uh, someone right now, for example, who's in high school, let's say a 17-year-old, is going to live in a world where major religious systems are going to shape his experience. And the likelihood is he will graduate, he or she will graduate, and not be able to identify the core teachings, and certainly not, let's say, the top seven most important doctrines of perhaps the top ten religions in the world. Now, let me just end with a positive recommendation for many of you listening. You are uh, Christian or orient towards a Christian worldview. And there's a great book that gives an overview of the major religions of the world that I'm starting to talk about a great deal. It's called A Christian Introduction to World Religions. uh, And that's the subtitle. I'm sorry, I read it backwards. It's called Neighboring Faiths. And then the subtitle is A Christian Introduction to World Religions. And it's by Winfried, W-I-N-F-R-I-E-D, great British name, Corduan, C-O-R-D-U-A-N. I may not be pronouncing that right. Uh, But Winfried Corduan, uh, Neighboring Faiths, A Christian Introduction to World Religions, and it's by InterVarsity Press. It's the best one-volume work I know um, on this if you want to get up to speed. And and again, these these religions are critiqued from a Christian perspective. So let me just summarize real quickly because I think this is such an important point. We don't want religious tests. We will have informal religious tests, just internal to a human being's thought processes and and conscience. We need to have informed minds and informed consciences because what's happening is that what's passing for the informal religious test is becoming nothing but bigotry and myth. And that's going to kill us as a country. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN, and a blogger for a number of leading online news services. His groundbreaking books on faith and American society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Mormonizing of America, and the soon-to-be-released Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at www.mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell for Chartwell Literary Group.